Good morning and welcome back to the Gospel Getup, the podcast aimed at getting you in the Word with readings from the Daily Lectionary before sending you on your way to go about your day in the peace and joy of the Lord. This morning in our readings, we finish the book of Zechariah with chapter 14 and the book of Titus with chapters 2 and 3. The readings for today are set to an order for prime. So without further ado, let's get into it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hasten to save me, O God. O Lord, come quickly to help me. The Mighty One, God, the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to where it sets. From Zion, perfect in beauty, God shines forth. God says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. We pray. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the rest of the past night and for the gift of a new day with its opportunities for pleasing you. Grant that we may pass its hours in the freedom of your service, and when evening comes, give you thanks again. Amen. The Old Testament reading is Zechariah chapter 14. Listen, a day is coming for the Lord when the plunder taken from you will be divided in your presence. I will gather all the nations to battle against Jerusalem, and the city will be taken, the houses plundered, and the women raped. Half of the city will go into exile, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go out and fight against those nations as he fights on a day of battle. On that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which faces Jerusalem on the east. The Mount of Olives will be split in two from east to west, making a very large valley. Half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. You will flee through my mountain valley, because the mountain valley will reach to Azel. Yes, you will flee, just as you fled from the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come, and all the holy ones will come with him. On that day there will be no light. The light sources will freeze over. It will be a unique day, known to the Lord, neither day nor night. But at evening time there will be light. On that day, living water will flow out from Jerusalem, half of it toward the eastern sea and half of it toward the western sea. It will continue to flow in summer and in winter. The Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, the Lord will be the one, and his name will be the one. The whole land will be changed into a plain, from Geba to Rimmon, south of Jerusalem. Jerusalem will be elevated and remain in her place, from the Benjamin Gate to the place of the First Gate, to the Corner Gate, and from the Tower of Hananel to the royal wine presses. It will be inhabited, and it will no longer be devoted to destruction. Jerusalem will dwell in security. This will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have waged war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they are standing on their feet, and their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongues will rot in their mouths. 
On that day there will be a great panic from the Lord among them. They will seize each other by the hand, and the hand of each one will be raised up against his neighbor. Even Judah will fight against Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be collected, gold, silver, and clothing in great abundance. In the same way, a plague will afflict the horses, the mules, the camels, the donkeys, and all the animals that will be in those camps. Then every survivor who is left from all the nations that went up against Jerusalem will go up year after year to worship the King, the Lord of armies, and to celebrate the festival of shelters. But if any of the families of the earth do not go up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of armies, no rain will fall on them. If the family of clans from Egypt will not go up and enter in, they will be struck by the plague that the Lord used to strike the nations who do not go up to celebrate the festival of shelters. This will be the punishment for Egypt, as well as the punishment for all the nations that will not go up to celebrate the festival of shelters. In that day, this will be inscribed on the bells of the horses, Holy to the Lord. The cooking pots in the Lord's house will be like the sprinkling bowls in front of the altar. Every pot in Jerusalem and in Judah will be holy to the Lord of armies, and all who sacrifice will come and take some of them and cook in them. In that day there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of armies. This is the word of the Lord. The New Testament reading continues in Titus chapter 2 at verse 7. In all things, show yourself to be an example of good works. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that the one who opposes us will be put to shame, because he has nothing bad to say about us. Encourage slaves to submit to their masters in everything, to be pleasing to them, not to be argumentative with them, not to steal from them, but to demonstrate their complete trustworthiness, so that they may show the teaching of God our Savior to be attractive in every way. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. It trains us to reject ungodliness and worldly lusts, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, that is, the glorious appearance of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He gave himself for us, to redeem us from all lawlessness, and to purify for himself a people who are his own chosen people, eager to do good works. Keep telling people these things. Continue to encourage and rebuke with full authority. Let no one ignore you. Remind them to be subject to rulers and authorities, to obey, to be ready to do any good work, to speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, to be gentle, and to display every courtesy toward all people. For at one time we ourselves were also foolish, disobedient, deceived, enslaved by many kinds of evil desires and pleasures, living in malice and jealousy, being hated and hating one another. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward mankind appeared, he saved us, 
not by righteous works that we did ourselves, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and the renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs in keeping with the hope of eternal life. This saying is trustworthy, and I want you to insist on these things, so that those who believe in God are intent on keeping busy with good works. These things are honorable and useful for the people. But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, rivalries, and quarrels about the law, because these are useless and fruitless. Reject a divisive person after a first and second warning, because you know that such a man is twisted and is sinning. He condemns himself. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to me at Nicopolis for I have decided to spend the winter there. Do your best to help Zenos the lawyer and Apollos for their journey, so that they are not lacking anything. Let our people also learn to busy themselves with good works when urgent needs arise, so that they are not unfruitful. Everyone with me sends you greetings. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. We now confess the Christian faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Heavenly Father, in you we live and move and have our being. We humbly pray that you would so guide and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that in all the cares and occupations of our life, we may not forget you, but remember that we are ever walking in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us praise the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. And now for the good news that never gets old, the news that Jesus is your Savior, who lived, died, and rose again, so that all your sins have been forgiven. That's the gospel. Now get up and go and live to God's glory. 
and for the benefit of your neighbor. Peace.